Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Hargobin heard of the news of Chandu's death. We heard how Jahangir planned to head to Kashmir for the summer. We also heard how Mehrwan, Guru Hargobin's elder cousin, son of Prithi Chand, the elder brother of Guru Arjun Dev Ji, was scheming with Chandu's son, trying to get control back into his hands of the Guru's throne. He met with Prince Shah Jahan, the eldest son of Jahangir, but wasn't satisfied really how that meeting went. So we plan to meet more and more in the future going forward. So just as an aside here before we start, this is quite typical during those times. This is how Mughal succession planning worked. Often there are various princes who command a considerable amount of power. The princes are in charge of certain areas. They get sent around and establish ties with the different groups, often trying to build alliances with groups who feel left out of power. Likewise, those groups who do not have a spot within the closed circuit of the emperor, they try to form connections with princes that they see most likely as ascending to the throne when the emperor passes. And when an emperor passes, the princes essentially battle it out, sometimes physically, but always politically, demonstrating their widespread command and support from various groups across the empire, thus enabling them to best set a mandate on the throne. This is why many groups who suddenly lose power within that closed circle, when a new emperor is throned, they often face violence. And without providing too much of a spoiler here, uh, this is essentially what happens when Shah Jahan ascends to the throne. The relationship between Guru Hargobind and the Mughal court at that time is uh, strained due to a power dynamic change with the people around Shah Jahan. So that's all just to give you a little bit of a background on why such discussion here is taking place between Mehrwan, uh, the son of Chandu, Karamchand, and the prince Shah Jahan. So chapter 13 now opens up mentioning how Jahangir went to Kashmir and Guru Hargobind remained stationed in Lahore where Sikhs would constantly come and go to receive the darshan, the divine sight of Guru Hargobind. But while in Lahore, Guru Hargobin heard that Mehrvan, his elder cousin, also recently came into town. That Mehrvan was in Lahore for some time, and that just like his father, he had a great amount of hatred for the Guru's house. So Guru Hargobin heard of all of this, and in his heart, he was thinking that Mehrvan is going to go to the Turks, the Mughals, barking and slandering us. He's going to bow down to them. But what can they do? You know, what decision can they make regarding the throne of Guru Nanak? Even the gods of heaven, Indra and the Lot, they all bow down to the throne of Guru Nanak. This won't be good if he starts with this dispute again. So we should try to reconcile with them. So we are at all at peace. So that they can stay in their area and we can stay in our area comfortably. So Guru Hargobin thought about all this and then sent two six. Parada and Parana both instructing them, go and ask about the possibility of reconciling our differences. Tell them that this dispute that he's going to talk about is pointless to dwell on. So both of them, the six, they heard this and set off. 
they found the place that Mehrvan was staying at and arrived there. They sat down, decided to talk to Mehrvan, saying, Guru Hargobind has sent us. He wants to end this dispute and hatred between the two factions. Our elders did this, and they all passed away with no resolution to it. There's no benefit from this fighting. We'll continue barking and we'll lose the great praise associated with the Guru's house. But now, Guru Hargobind says, you two should meet and become united in one group. Everyone will see this as the right way forward and will praise the Guru's house. Mehrvan was quite angered by this. He harshly replied in great jealousy, saying, The son is playing the same deceitful game as the father, as Guru Arjun Devji did against my father, Prithichan. Speaking such sweet words, he's trying to delude me, to take a stance which will leave me with nothing. The emperor has given us just one village where we spend our days. But once a decision is made in our favor, we're going to take absolutely everything back. Look now at Guru Hargobind, strapping himself with weapons, calling himself a warrior. But clearly, he's not understood how angry I am. And when I pick up weapons, then we'll meet in person and we'll let our weapons talk. When my father, Pirithichan, was dying, he instructed me to avenge him with great hatred towards Guru Arjan Devji and Guru Hargobind. He said that, and I'm only going to amplify that hatred even greater. So why are you guys talking now about meeting and coming together as one? Bara heard this and he replied, Please, don't be angry. Guru Hargobind is the very form of all the avatars, all the incarnations of Vishnu, Ramchandar, Narasinga, Govind, Krishna. That divine, which is Guru Hargobind, he takes the entire world and then sleeps on the divine cosmic ocean, sleeping on the bed of Sheshnag. Mahavishnu, that ultimate divine is Guru Hargobind. That divine who destroyed the great demons Madhu and Katab, such indescribable divine is the very form of Guru Hargobind. That divine without qualities, that Sat, eternal, Chetan, that all-pervading consciousness, that Ananda, that blissful true nature of the world, all of that which is all-pervasive across the entire universe, that is manifested as the very form of Guru Hargobind. That formless divine which has taken form as a great form of Guru Hargobind, which all of these most exalted yogis upon whom they meditate, that divine which distributes gifts which the entire universe enjoys, that divine who Sheshnag, Ganesh, the Sun Surya, Shiva, who they all meditate upon, that is the very form of Guru Hargobind. So contemplate on this and remove all your hatred for the Guru and come with us to the Guru's house. So a way to understand this type of praise for the Guru, just as an aside here, is to understand that Pera is saying this to Mehrvan, that all those deities which you may hold dear in Indic tradition, which have been praised throughout the Indian subcontinent, all of these divine figures and their praised characteristics are in actuality manifest within the form of Guru Hargobind. So Pera said this to Mehrvan, he heard this praise of Guru Hargobind, and he just couldn't handle it. He was burning up inside in anger. He was looking for anything to say against the Guru. And then he said, So everybody calls him Guru, eh? While his father was afraid of Solihi and left Amritsar at that time to go to another village. So Mehrban saying this as another side, he's saying this uh, in related to 
the stories of dispute between Guru Arjan and Prithi Chand, how Prithi Chand got this minister Sulhi to ride up against Guru Arjan Dev Ji. Uh, this comes up in the stories related to Guru Arjan Dev Ji. There's also passages within Guru Granth Sahib related to this, which one can look up. But to carry on, Mehrban says, Guru Hargobind was born there in that village, and now he calls himself a warrior to be born in the village that Guru Arjan fled to. Why doesn't he think of his father and what kind of person he was? His father deluded my father, Pradichan. And then only with that deception was he able to get back possession of the city of Amritsar. And staying there, he was able to regain power amongst the six. He married people across different lines and built alliances so that he would have power over them. My father, he was just too innocent. He didn't understand how deceitful and untrustworthy his younger brother, Guru Arjan Dev Ji was. How far can I describe how deceitful he was? But tell us, how did he spend his last few moments on earth? Chandu punished him greatly. And only after such great punishment did he leave this world. And then his son, Guru Hargobind, was sent off to, to the Gwalior jail. Who knows how he got out of there and came back. He certainly didn't show any power. He didn't perform any miracles to get out of there. It was just fate. He was just lucky that he got out. If they had all this power, why would they be placed in such positions? That person, which you call the Avtar, the incarnation of Hari, the all-pervasive, you're singing their praises because they feed you. They provide for you. They try to imitate Guru Nanak. But Guru Nanak was really the true Avtar, the true incarnation of the divine. Parana heard this and he said and replied, O Mervan, it's the same light within all the six Gurus. The glory of the Guru, of Guru Nanak, is that they never show any miracles or power, even if they have to lose their head for it. Guru Angad Dev Ji was the very form of Guru Nanak, right? You recognize that? You accept that? All the Jats of that village where Guru Angad Dev Ji was living, they got together and they told Guru Angad to leave Kadur Sahib. And the Guru didn't object. He didn't show any power. He didn't show any miracles there against them. And in the same way, Guru Amar Das, he bared the strike from Guru Angad's son, Datu, who kicked Guru Amar Das in the chest. He was injured from this as he was of really old age. Guru Amar Das left Govindwal at that point. It was only because of Baba Buddha Ji who was able to bring him back after requesting very humbly. If you're talking now about how the Gurus endured all this pain, well, in the Guru's house, they consider this trait one of beauty, like jewelry, which they adorn. The Guru is as deep, as resolute as the ocean. Who can ever find a limit to their resolve and determination? They are as firm and strong as the Meru mountain. This is a mythological Indic reference to a mountain which is infinitely tall and immovable. So in the same way, one can never understand and comprehend the height the position, the status, or spiritual state of the Guru. That person who had just one drop of power, they immediately try to display it and show it off to the world. And then these innocent people, they get amazed by that. They start singing their praises that they can do this and that. But they don't know how deep the ocean really is. They don't know how deep spiritually accomplished people actually are. And even through all of this, Guru Hargobind recognized how important you are. He considers you his elder cousin brother. So just obey him, recognize their desire to come together as one, 
throw away this hatred that you have and live your life peacefully so you may be praised. They understand that if you go to the Turks, the Mughals, and backbite like this, we'll lose favor and importance because you're saying all of these things to them and then aligning yourself with Guru Ramdas, that you come from that lineage as well. So understand this. Understand the honor of the Guru's house and come together with Guru Hargobind to form a union. Mehrvan heard this though and again in anger he replied, Just leave, get out of here. Why are you here within my eyesight? If you desire peace, then leave. You're just wasting your time here. So both of the six, Parana, Perda, they heard this, they got up. They didn't get angry at Mehrvan because they were scared of Guru Hargobind. They didn't want to offend anyone in the Guru's lineage. They were family at the end of the day. So they went back to Guru Hargobind. They told the Guru everything that happened there. Then Guru Hargobind replied to them saying, well, we should go now ourselves to meet them. We'll see ourselves if they'll reconcile with us or not. Jetha then, he was in the court at that time. He heard that and he told the Guru, he said, Guru Hargobind, please don't go. Understand that Mehrvan is just like his father, Prithi Chand, who tried so many things against your father, Guru Arjan Devji, who requested him over and over again to stop his actions. He was always acting against the Guru's house, but in the end, Prithi Chand died just like that minister, Sulhi, did. But even then, till the very end, they didn't relent. So Guru Hargobind replied to Jetha saying, Jetha, you're right, but even then, we should try just once. If they still don't reconcile with us, then their lineage will forever be at odds with the Guru's house. But it behooves me to try at least once to bring them into the fold. They left Amritsar and all our relations with our elders and have been slandering us ever since. So in saying this, Guru Hargobind then took some Sikhs with him. The great resolute and determined Guru headed towards Mehrvan's place. Mehrvan, who thought of himself as a Guru, he had some poor, unfortunate people around him who thought of him as Guru while he sat on the throne in front of them. Mehrvan sitting on that throne and he sees Guru Hargobind from far. He thought of Guru Hargobind as an intoxicated elephant coming there to destroy him. He's quite afraid. He saw Guru Hargobind's form so beautiful, so tall and strong, so pleasing to the eye. His long arms went down close to his knees, that's how long they were, and they were as thick as an elephant's trunk. He had strapped to him a shield, a sword. His beard was just coming in at the bottom of his face. It looked like one of the moon phases where the moon is covered slightly by darkness on the bottom side. He had all the markings of a king across his body. And when he got close, he saw Guru Hargobind's face. And he had such a pain arise at him seeing how beautiful the Guru was. But before Guru Hargobind got close, Mehrvan told his Sikhs sitting there, he said, don't get up when Guru Hargobind gets close. Don't show him any respect. Do not bow down to him. No one speak respectfully to them. But this fool Mehrvan was really intimidated by Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind, however, he approached so humbly in seeing him as his elder cousin brother. So he bowed down to Mehrvan and then he sat down close to him. The Sikhs offered prashad, but Mehrvan just sat there like a fool who doesn't know how to speak. So that's how chapter 13 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear this discussion between Guru Hargobind 
and the jealous and foolish Mehervan. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Manglacharan Patreon page. Guru